0: back, hey everybody. Episode three, Youngzers. I'm joined by Welcome Back, Double R, Ryan Roberts, and then, uh, of course, Andrew McDermott again. Uh, episode three, what do we got going this week, guys? Some Pittsburgh stuff, Steeler football preview,
1: Steelers football, uh, this week up. in
0: Bucko Baseball, uh, not as bad of a week as I thought it would be, and then uh, college football, Pitt and Penn State. So let's start off. The hot topic, Steelers training camp again. What do we got?
2: First preseason game, Saturday night. Pump for that. A lot of position battles to be watching early on. On defense, linebacker will be the big one to watch. A lot of a lot of players vying for backup inside linebacker roles and even who's gonna be starting with Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Freight Train, Bobby Spillane may throw his hat in the ring there. But um offensively, offensively, the position battle obviously the big one's quarterback. And then the second one to watch for would be the right guard between uh kevin or left guard kevin dotson and kendrick green out on top there
0: uh one of them went. was it green that went down in practice today too so one of them just went down and he was getting taped up
2: it's, oh cam hayward put him on his ass twice so yeah that's, that's what's gonna happen he, 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 he's seeing yeah,
0: sweetie he, he, birds spinning around his head probably so i mean we'll probably see more of that on saturday when the steelers yeah. go against the seahawks yeah. but uh Big story coming out. We didn't get to cover last week because our shows on Monday or we record on Monday and post on Tuesday. But Deontay's back, the boy's back. So was it two, two years? Deal. Two year deal. Two year deal. What do you think about that? Good for the team, good for Deontay, or what?
1: Yeah, good financially.
2: Yeah, it was good. It was good for both parties, and Deontay got a little less money than he probably would have on the open market, but he wanted to stay in Pittsburgh. He got a pretty good signing bonus and guaranteed money. So that's one of the that's one of the deals where it works for both the player and the team, which you really don't see too often. But Deontay's a stealer. They got their number one receiver locked up. And, it's, you know, all systems go on offense from here on out.
0: I mean, he definitely wants to be here. And that's that's a price to pay whenever you're one of those fringe yeah. star receivers. You're not going to get the money that the big receivers are getting. But if you do want to get money, you have to go to a lesser team, like, say, the Detroit Lions or something like that. I'm sure Deontay doesn't want to be – Getting thrown to by Jared Golf or, or Jared Goff or uh, Jimmy G, so you know. yeah, it's
2: one, yeah, it's, well, it's a deal too. Where if he balls out these next few years, you know, twenty twenty four hits free agency, he can really cash in on a big deal. So, yeah, it works for him. It's basically, you know, it's up to him now. It's not like he's mm-hmm. not gonna have the opportunity in Pittsburgh to shine out. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a good deal. I was excited to see that happen.
0: Now, tell me if I'm wrong, but what I'm thinking is, do you think they're gonna do what they did with uh, Le'Veon? Start get franchise tagging him like back to back or what?
2: I, I don't route? think they were gonna do that either. No. I think they were just gonna, you know, if That's he didn't happens. sign there, he was he wasn't gonna be a Steeler next year. Yeah, I was gonna say. I
1: think it happened by week two. So
0: I mean, keep them together while you can. But I think the Steelers draft well at receiver, and looks like they have a pretty bright, pretty bright future with. Uh, I mean Chase Claypool. They said he's been working out with Brandon Marshall in the off season. Marshall's been impressed. Uh, they're really going about how he's matured a lot. I think it's because uh, number nineteen's in Kansas City now, and he's not doing the renegade at center uh, field. So,
2: what do you think, Roberts?
1: I mean, yes. the The wide receiver rim's looking decent. Uh, are, you
2: putting, are you putting any money on a? Uh... George Pickens, Offensive Rookie of the Year this year.
1: What do you think? George Pickens opens up as t- plus 2,200 as Rookie of the Year this year. I like it. I like his, it.
0: His odds are higher, his or Kenny Picketts.
1: George Pickens.
0: Is that, is that your lock? Is that the Ryan Roberts Lock of the Year,
2: or are we going a different no.
1: route? No. We're going a different route. We're going Chris Olave, Rookie of the Year. Chris Olave.
2: Oh. You think Famous Jameis is going to be a unlocking his potential in New Orleans for, for his r- uh, rookie year. Yeah.
0: He just rolled his ankle, I think, into a crab boil, so I don't
2: know. He might be down for a while. Um, I'm trying to think. What other? I don't think there's really any running backs that will see rookie of the year. No. I don't think there's going to be a quarterback, so I definitely think it's going to be a receiver. And there was that, you know, Jahan Dotson, Jameson Williams. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that have the potential to be rookie of the year, I think it will be a receiver this year, hands down. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the receiver class is loaded, and I don't think any running backs are even taken. Was even first two rounds, or?
2: Uh, second round. Second round? Second round. Seahawks, but that was the first. Yeah. There was yeah. none pick in the first round. And
0: then, yeah, Pickens continues to ball out. He wasn't just a flash in the pan the first week with no pads. Uh, he's having a pretty strong camp, too. Tallman has a lot to say about him, and... They 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 think he's the real deal. I I guess we'll see. Uh, That tends to be good about the Steelers uh, preseason games. It's usually not fun to watch, but uh, I think watching this quarterback battle, it's actually be interesting this year. They'll have Calvin Austin probably playing a lot, Pickens playing a lot, and uh, they got a lot of younger guys on defense too, probably DBs, right? Yeah, yeah. some
2: competition for the back end defensive backs. Like you'll Justin Lane, James Pierre, that could be fighting for a roster spot. Uh, Chris Steele, Carlin's Patel they're two guys that were undrafted that could, you know, make the team and definitely the practice squad. So you have your top corners locked up, you know, with Levi Wallace, Cam Sutton, Akella Witherspoon, and probably Arthur Mollett's pretty safe. But after that, going for the fifth cornerback job, there's, you know, four guys that could really stake a claim to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's That's receivers and DBs. Other uh, news, Najee not looking good. Is he still hurt? He was hurt last week. I haven't seen anything new on him recently. So, I don't know who's taking reps at running back or who's going to be taking reps on Saturday. But well, what do you think? Is he be ready by the time the season starts or are they just resting him? or
2: are going to be think? cautious with him. And Jeremy McNichols went on the IR too. So, yeah. it's going to be Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, who I don't think had a shot coming into training camp of making yeah. the I think he'll have a decent chance at making the roster just because of the injuries that have happened. And they signed Master Teague, the undrafted rookie from Ohio State, and then they've been working out a couple others, the most notably uh, Wayne Gallman and Jalen Richard last week. So there are a couple veterans they're bringing in, probably just as camp bodies. But, yeah, nausea out you know, gives a lot of those guys, Jalen Warren, Mateo Durant, a lot of those undrafted guys too, a chance to show what they got in the preseason.
0: So you say McFarland's making the roster? Does that mean Benny Snell's on his way out?
2: No, I think Snell's the locked in.
1: Back I think they keep down. three. I think they keep three running backs now.
0: I think he's he trying to. Round. They're keeping three
1: now. I think three running backs make the final cut.
2: I, I thought. Th- I thought you know you'd keep three regardless. I mean now maybe you keep four, but I mean Snell's Snell's going to stick around because he's a special teamer. He's their veteran backup, even though he's only been in the league a few yeah. years. And it was really going to come down to Najee, Snell, and then whoever took over that third running back spot. And right now it's Anthony McFarland with Nichols on the IR, maybe one of those undrafted guys pushing him for the roster spot.
0: I mean, I think Snell's trying to make a case for himself, too. He got in a scrap uh, last week with Cam Hayward. What, 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 what was he thinking, Roberts?
1: Take him Cam Hayward. Uh, oh, I don't know. guy just doesn't have it all in between the ears, I guess.
2: You know <laughs> what I mean? There's, there's a few people in the NFL you don't want to fight. You know, getting a fight with, and the number one and two choices are probably Aaron Donald and Cam Hayward in that order. And those are two guys you just don't want to mess with. And a let's strong say, runner up is Nadomik Insu. I'd say of Aaron
0: eight. Donald won because he trains with knives in the off season. So, they, yeah. I mean, literally, guys are waving knives at him when he's doing defensive drills. So, like, that's one guy you don't want
2: to mess with. You think? Uh, you think uh, was? You think he's the dirtiest player in the current day? Uh, or yeah.
1: I mean anybody with a nickname Donkey Kong is uh is pretty deadly.
2: I mean he like he was stomping on people. Like he's you know, he yeah. does have that track record, but the I think the runner up is probably Albert Hainsworth. You remember him when he played for the Titans, he just basically stomped that I forgot who it was from the Cowboys. I think it was their center. He just stomped him right in the face. Like that's something with defensive linemen playing dirty, I guess. They just you know, bad look for him.
0: I'd say Ake Akeem Talib too. He's yanking chains, didn't he? Steal Michael Crabtree's chain? <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: They went at it like three times. They were always going after each other. I think
0: I yeah. think all three times he yanked his chain too. He ripped it right off his neck. That's the ultimate insult. You can't be yanking chains in the NFL.
2: No, can't be doing that. And your yeah. your family can't be seeing that happen every Sunday with Akeem Tlaib just yeah. taking your chain. You know, every every Sunday, here's, yeah. Fox, here's the Fox NFL theme hit, and it's like. A dog whistle for him. He's like, I got to go after Michael Crabtree and take something from his. And he bullied him every single time.
0: I mean, Buddy Pratt had to take a loan out of cage Jewelers, so every week he
2: get his chain snatched. What about that rookie tackle from the Saints, too, Trevor Penning? He got kicked out of practice because he started fights in three straight practices to kick off training camp. Like, that guy is nuts.
0: Was he the guy that was like, he did that in college? Where did he go to college? Northern at? Iowa. Northern, Northern Iowa. Iowa, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. All
0: right. So moving on, we got the QB battle. We got updates on the QB battle. Um, what do you think? Who's the starter on Saturday? I think it's obvious, but let's get your take.
2: Uh, Trubisky, Rudolph, Pickett, in that order. That's what I'd say.
0: Think?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: They said uh, the most consistent looking is Rudolph, though. They said he's not making any flashy plays, but he's consistently moving the ball down, making good throws. Trubisky. I mean, they, they said he's making good throws, too, but he's going, like, what, in the sevens? He's not – he's going, like, two for five sometimes, two for four. But they said Pickett's the second most impressive, though. So, I think Rudolph's just playing it safe, trying to keep that roster spot and maybe that second on the depth chart. But
2: when time you got will a, tell. you got to figure, too, he's the most familiar with the team in the playbook, too. So, that's mm-hmm. natural that, you know, he's been there before. He knows the personnel. He has the upper hand when it comes to that. But, you know, I think Pickett by the end of the year, you know, I think he takes a big stride forward. He doesn't have to be rushed in any game so they can let him develop a little bit, learn the system. There's no need to throw him into the fire like the Bears did with Justin Fields last year or anything like that. So I think Trubisky starts the year out. It's either be him or Rudolph. I don't think Pickett starts week one. But Trubisky definitely has to take a step up because he has been outplayed by Mason Rudolph all camp.
0: Yeah. And They said today, coming out of camp, the best showing in the seven-shot drill. Roberts, you're gonna get some. Kenny Pickett.
1: Of course, he's a pitman.
0: He went two for two, two touchdowns. I think. Was it Trubisky or Rudolph? They went. I think Trubisky got three shots, and he went maybe one for three or two for three, and then I think Rudolph went zero for two. So, I just don't think at the beginning of the season. Here's my thoughts that. There's no way Kenny Pickett will be the third-string quarterback. It's going to be Trubisky one, Pickett two. Because you say Trubisky fails. Why would they put Rudolph in? Why would they not take a shot with their first-round draft pick, you know? Like, why have him on the depth chart as the third-string? third, third string? If, you, mm-hmm. if you're taking a guy the first round, you think you're going to play him as quickly as you can, right?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, none. I don't think in this day and age, now. Yeah, no. I mean, the Packers
2: did that with Aaron Rodgers. They took him in late in the first round. And they didn't play him, you know, for a couple of years. And, you I know, think that's
0: a different story, though. I think uh, Pickett's made way more NFL-ready, too, though. Yeah. He was younger and he got picked.
2: Yeah, but it, if you have veterans in front of him that have the experience that you don't need to rush him and throw him into the fire if he's not developing as quickly as you want him to, then there, you don't want to, you know, stun his development and set him back by throwing him in there just because you invested a first <laughs> pick on him. If you're taking the first round, he's going to be ideally he's your franchise quarterback for at least, you know, probably eight to 10 years for the age he's at. That's not something you want to ruin in the first few weeks by throwing him into the fire, kind of like Mason Rudolph. He never really got a fair shake. You know, COVID hit, you know, he lost a lot of his reps. He had to do it all was in the VR. And, you know, they threw him into the fire. He did okay, But that's the kind of stuff, especially as a quarterback. It's different when you're a running back because. You know, you really have just one job. You know where you have to run, and you you know you hit the gap. You do whatever. You have to pass, block, whatever. Quarterback, you you're leading the offense. And for someone young like that, that's not something you just want to throw him into. You know, very. Yeah, we often. don't.
1: We don't need him getting his uh helmet cut off by a couple cutters <laughs> next. <laughs> Looking time, like right? the great
0: Gazoo, yeah. Yeah. But
1: yeah. I think
0: that was the allure with taking Pickett, though. He's the most NFL ready. The Steelers are more in a win now mode with the defense. Like the defense. It's always one side of the ball struggles more. So the offense is where it was, what, early 2010s. The defense is horrible. Now our defense is coming around. I think that's why they took Pickett. He'd be, he wouldn't be, he would have that much of a transition where he'd need to get more reps. Well, he'll still need to get reps. I'm not saying they're going to throw him in this year. Maybe they'll – I'd say earliest halfway point maybe. I'd say they would give uh, Rudolph that shot before him too maybe before, you know, if Trubisky
2: mm. doesn't do well. It comes down to whoever gives them the best chance to win, and whoever doesn't screw up the most. You, all the mm-hmm. offense needs is a game manager. You don't need someone to go out there and play hero ball, and you know throw the deep pass every time, or try, you know, try and be a Patrick Mahomes. You have probably one of the top five defenses in the league right now. You just go with whoever gives you the best chance to win offensively, and whoever can manage the game the best. I don't, I don't think they're going to care if it's. Trubisky who they just signed, if it's Rudolph who's been there, Pickett who they drafted. The Steelers, if if you're the best at that position, you're gonna be the one playing regardless. That's that's the Steeler way most of the time. And that's
0: why I think they're gonna be better off this year than they were last year, because you had a aging big Ben. It was overall it was a good story. I wish he didn't play last year, like I'll die on that hill. But like I wish we would have taken a year and had a guy like Trubisky and drafted this year. Instead, it, I mean, it was a great story as a Pittsburgh guy that Big Ben got his retirement tour. He had his playoff game at Hines – or he had his playoff game and he had his farewell game at Hines Field beating who was at the Ravens. And then he paraded, paraded yeah. around the stadium like a Roman gladiator. So, I mean, that was a good moment for him, uh, I guess, riding into the sunset to the old Bud Light cave in the sky. But uh, I think they should have started this process earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all I really got on the quarterbacks other than Pickett is impressing people with the accuracy and Mason Rudolph did have zero picks all practice. So, or all training camp so far. So that was another note I had, but do you guys have anything else on the QB situation?
2: No.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, I I think we're going to see a lot more this week, especially having our first preseason game. So
1: Saturday,
0: Saturday, we'll have, we'll have a lot of notes on that for next week, but who else is looking good?
1: George Pickens. everybody believes in the guy.
0: Yeah, a lot of high praise on him. Also, uh, the punt drill, too. There's a good side note here. Anthony Miller, seven balls caught uh, on the punt drill. So he, he's holding, every time he catches one, they hold it. Uh, I think it's a record, seven seven footballs. You did not drop a single one, catching one after the other. Um, but other notes I have in the Steelers are, of course, the Snell versus Hayward fight. But also, I think one or two plays before the TJ Watt versus Calvin Austin, the young guys scrapping with uh, the best defensive player on the team. What do you think about that? No good. Are, are these young guys just trying to make a name for themselves and like a spark? Or are they just playing hard and trying to secure a higher roster spot?
2: Yeah, they're playing hard. I mean, as a rookie, you're coming in to prove yourself. But if you're Calvin Austin, you're one of the smallest players on the team. Uh, aside from Cam Hayward, i do not going to be going after T.J. Watt either. You know, you, you don't you don't fight with the team's best player.
0: Also, at this point, I think uh, they're pretty excited and they really want to hit someone other than their own teammates. So I think it'll be good to have these preseason games where they're not knocking each other around every day. And I'm sure there's gonna be better team chemistry after that too. But I'm sure after they scrap a little bit, it's it, they have a certain respect for each other too. I don't think there's any animosity on the team or anything, but. Uh, that's all I have on the offense. So on the defensive end of the ball, what do we have? Anything in training camp so far?
1: Any chart news, Drew? Yeah, I mean
2: linebackers, big linebacker battle. Uh, fifth cornerback spot. Safeties are pretty much locked up. So I mean, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a pretty cool to watch the inside linebacker spot because a, aside from Miles Jack, I don't think you really know if it's gonna be Devin Busher, uh, Bobby Spillane starting. And then you have Ulysses Gilbert, uh, Marcus Allen, Mark Robinson, Buddy Johnson, all vying to be the backup there. So that'll be a pretty heated battle that I think will go up right until the last preseason game.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, a defensive end, they had uh, Larry Ogunjobi finally back, too, in training camp. They said he he was looking very good. Coach Tomlin had a lot to say about him as well. So are mm-hmm. you guys excited about him to be, finally be on the right side of the ball, oh, not yeah. in uh, Cleveland?
1: Yeah, great player.
0: What do you think, Roberts? Great heart. Great heart? Kid wants it. I think he'll be pretty good. I think Pittsburgh is the kind of team he'd play for, and I think there might have been too much workload on him in uh, maybe Cleveland. I think he'd take, like, a step back and play his own game, too. Because yeah. he was one of the higher-up players on their defense, yeah. right? He's, he's probably right there with Miles Garrett. So, I think there's there's more big names on the Steelers' defense. that Like, I think there won't be as many offensive, like, line schemes to yeah. kind of hold him back, so... I mean, they'll all be looking for Hayward and T.J. Watt. Maybe he'll have a decent amount of sacks or, like, make some big plays, too. So, that's yeah. what I have. And then also this week, moving on, the Steelers released their uh, preseason depth chart. What do we, what do you think about that?
2: doesn't mean anything. The only reason they put it out there is because they had to. But, had with, to. yeah, I don't yeah. look into that at all. I mean, the yeah. only
0: things I saw there were Dotson and Green were both listed first team. Uh, left inside linebacker, first team, both listed. Devin Bush and Robert Spillane. So, what do you take from that, Andrew?
2: I mean, that's good. That's like I said, that's going to be the battle there to see who starts. Miles Jack, I think, is locked in as a starter, and it'll be between you know Bush and Spillane to see who's starting and who's backing up. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. all. That's all I see out of that. And then it's whoever backs up after that.
0: So do you think um, Miles Jack is playing over his like ceiling right now, or? Do you think he would have played that well to divert, deserve that first team spot over
2: both Spillane and Bush? Or what do you oh, think? absolutely! As soon as they signed him, he became the team's best inside linebacker. Yeah, really? it's
1: proven, veteran proven.
2: I knew he was that good, but I know he was going to be stepping right in as a starter.
1: Oh, absolutely!
0: I just couldn't tell if he's just from Jacksonville, and that place is just horrible. That he he wasn't going to be a lock, but I guess I was wrong. What do you think, Roberts? Do you see, see anything else on the depth chart?
1: Big year for Devin Bush, contract year. Time to prove himself.
0: Um, I don't have much on the special teams either. I see listed first kick returner and punt returner. That's my boy, Gunner. I'm all in on Gunner still. I knew he was to be first team. He's catching touchdowns in the seven shots drills too.
2: Yeah, he can. Yeah. He, can he can play offense. I mean, I think he's playing oh,
0: third team though.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean. If you're a primarily a special teamer, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. The mm-hmm. other the other thing to look at is usually, you know, rookies play a lot of special teams. I don't believe George Pickens is playing any special teams. No. So it shows he's going to have a pretty big role in the offense, you know, right off the bat week one.
0: What do you take? I think Calvin, is he listed as second team, kick returner, punt returner?
2: I'm not sure. I know he's on there. I mean, he, he, yeah, he'll rotate in there. Anthony Miller mm-hmm. the mix, too. They got three or four guys that, that can do it.
0: Yeah. So I think those rookies are, I mean, I'm seeing Connor Hayward a lot too on third team getting yeah. reps too. So well, I think we said last week, hell, he'll be a utility man. But I mean, I'm not seeing much more out of uh, training camp right now. So
2: yeah, no. that's all I really
0: have on it. What about you two?
2: That's all I got too. covered everything. A little that's more it. to report back after the uh, preseason game Saturday night.
0: Oh yeah. I'm excited, especially for this one. I mean, Robert Sonda, did you watch uh, the Hall of Fame game? Do you have any thoughts on the Hall of
1: Fame game? I do not. I did not watch the Hall of Fame game.
0: I have notes on it. Um, I was excited for, like, a first taste of football this season. But, I mean, I think I watched a solid 20 minutes. And I just got sick of watching the Jaguars punt every other drive. So, I mean, I think they literally punted every drive.
2: Yeah, they're but, in mid-season form already, then, punting every drive. But. I mean,
0: they're playing to their ceiling right now, turning the ball over and... Button.
2: so the weird thing was josh jacobs played for the raiders which no one really expected and they think it's to maybe showcase him for a trade he's on the i believe he's on the last year of his deal it's a relatively cheap deal mm-hmm. uh my prediction he goes to the eagles i think the eagles trade for josh so? yeah does
0: that mean they'd send a package with miles sanders then too
2: not necessarily no
0: keep miles sanders
2: yeah keep him as a backup i think i don't think miles sanders is a starting you know like A nausea or even like a starting you know a high quality tier starting running back injury history i think he's more suited for you know the 1b like josh jacobs 1a miles sanders 1b i'd say that's probably do with him, if they traded for him see your
0: fantasy lock of the year roberts is your fantasy lock before we move on to baseball
1: Mm. fantasy lock of the year big year coming back from uh, michael thomas
0: Michael Thomas, ah, uh, I don't
2: know. All in on the Saints offense. Michael Thomas, Locke, Chris Olave, rookie of the year. <laughs> they're, gonna have to put, they're gonna
1: have to put up points.
0: Camaro's your boy last year too. Didn't you win a league with him, or did you come in second?
1: I came in first last year. Came I'm not gonna say he came in second, but <laughs> I don't know. If second beats me.
0: I'm done with fantasy. The people I play with cheat every year, so I'm done with that. Trading players.
1: <laughs> Looks like we're going into the next dumpster fire, of Pittsburgh here. I mean,
0: yeah, (laughs) let's move on. The battling Buccas, baby. I mean, I said this week, I said they're going to get swept. They're going to lose, what, I think they played six games last week. I said they're going to go 0-6, lose every game to the Brewers, lose every game to the Orioles. And, I mean, I was honestly pleasantly surprised by the way they played this week. I mean. You know why? To a certain point.
2: You know, moment of silence. Yoshi DFA, and I think that turned the team around. I mean, he, he stunk. I have, no, I have no ties to the Pirates, so I can say. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm not a baseball player. Everyone says, oh, you can't criticize professional athletes. I really don't care. The guy sucked, bottom line. Yeah, he, st- he was horrible.
0: He couldn't hit a ball if it was a beach ball. Honestly, it's one of those orange bats. Sucked.
2: and what's, what's you sucked. What's he going to do? Show up to my house with a bat and try and hit me? If his batting, you know, if his batting average's an indication, he'll take ten swings and hit me once. I'm not too afraid of that guy.
0: I mean, once if he's lucky, I think it's like one point two eight. And if that, it just it just hits you into an infield single, maybe.
2: <laughs> Can of corn? Can a corn to second base? Yeah, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about him.
0: But I mean, we didn't get to talk about it. The deadline was uh, August second, and we recorded on what the first. First, I yeah. think right after, uh, they traded Quintana. So that's that's the big news we have for this week. It's a little old, but, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, Quintana and Stratton were both traded. Andrew, what do you got on it? Trading within the divin- division to the Cardinals.
2: I mean, you take the best package you can get. So it's not no. like Quintana or Stratton is going to hurt you because you're not going to the playoffs. Who really cares? Uh, the first baseman, was it Malcolm Nunez? Was that the Malcolm first Nunez. baseman you yeah. got? In Double A, he was the Cardinals' minor league player of the month last month. Uh, decent pot for a first baseman, where the Pirates really don't have much in the system. Mason Martin has not had a good year, and there's really nothing behind him. And then the pitcher they got was a Johan Oviedo. Oviedo, I don't know
0: how to say his last well,
2: name. Nope, I don't get. You know, he started. He was a starter last year. Scuffled as a starter. They move him to the bullpen. He does, you know, pretty well. You know, pretty good for a bullpen. And then the Pirates are going to make him back into a starter. And that's just typical yeah. Pirates fashion. You and, see one thing that works, one thing that doesn't. And they're like, eh, we'll just go back to the thing that doesn't work. It makes zero sense.
0: And do you want to know what the real kick in the teeth is? Hmm. I was looking at some of his old stats as a starter. You know, one of the games he pitched against was, what team? Or the Pirates. Okay, that's a, the Pirates. So do you know what day it day. was? He got the loss. I think it was like 7-2. to two. 7 <laughs> so,
2: one. Oh, was it there the game go. where Max Kranick? Was that his debut where he pitched like really well? I yeah. remember that. Yeah, I remember that game. So
0: we got a pit we basically traded for a pitcher that we shelled. So yeah,
2: that, that's pretty, you know, that's par for the course for the Batlin Buckos. And
0: mm-hmm. then uh Roberts, you got anything on the Buckos? Trades or anything?
2: No. I mean, we we can talk about uh Vogelbach in New York right now, absolutely yeah. All
0: right. Here's what I have to say. Every Mets fan out there they're trashing the pirates on Twitter. They're saying, "Oh, they didn't appreciate this guy." It's like, first of all, Mets fans, you just woke up, like, buddy. There's no Mets fans. If you're a Mets fan in New York, like, uh, you don't even exist. First of all,
1: with the little brother. Yeah,
2: the Yankees. the Yankees' little brother, number one. Yeah.
0: And good luck. You're gonna probably lose to the Yankees anyway at some point. But,
2: but I don't. I, I yeah, I don't get that whole. all you didn't appreciate him in Pittsburgh. If anything, Vogelbach was like the hero for you Yeah, we're Vogel- loving them. Oh yeah, you have these guys that are drinking. I see, you know, drinking Iron City in the bar, eating pierogies, and they look like Daniel Vogelbach. That's obviously who they're gonna look up to. Like, he, he's the blue collar kind of guy that you know. This yeah, guy, they, oh yeah, hundred percent. We believed in him.
0: We yeah. we leaded him off. We let him lead off. Yeah. But anyway, so I saw this too. Speaking of, uh, just one more note on the trade deadline. People are complaining that the Pirates should do more. Which I mean, what are you gonna do? No one wants trash. One's, one man's trash is still trash, I guess. So they don't want uh who. They could have probably unloaded Brew Baker or something, but
2: Brewbaker me, but I I honestly I don't, I'm surprised don't Kevin knew. Newman got through. Or Newman, yeah. Bednar. That's who I would have traded to. For the price that relievers were going for, I think they could have got a pretty good haul for him. And you know, he's been back injuries, hasn't really been as mm-hmm. effective this year. I think they're pitching his arm off. And who knows if that back injury had anything to do with the trade deadline. That's what but I was
0: thinking, too. If they
2: could have, that would have been the perfect time to unload him because his value coming off an all-star appearance never been higher.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. I was going to talk a little
0: bit about the Juan Soto trade. I thought, I thought it was going to impact the Pirates more because like early on they are saying Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. Never happened. Got traded to the Padres. And now I saw Pirates fans on Twitter saying that – the Padres and the Pirates are considered the same small market, so same small market team. And the Pirates have a larger TV deal than the the Pirates yeah. have a larger TV deal than the Padres. Yeah. So the Padres are paying all these players, like where are they getting the money? The pirates can't do the same thing. Is it just the ownership or what's going oh, on yeah. here?
2: They have an owner that when he opens his wallet, mothballs don't fly out. I mean that's, that's, that's the biggest one. Not
0: yeah. opens his wallet and it creaks. I got a story about that one. We're at Seven Springs. Uh we're sitting outside and The waitress says, can you move this uh, chair? It's going to hit this glass and break it. I said, what, Bob Bob Nutting might have to take a pay cut from Cabri Hayes if it, like, breaks his glass door. So he still has his fingerprints everywhere there.
2: Brian was making so many Bob Nutting jokes to the employees up there that probably had no clue, A, that he sold it, or B, that he was in charge. I forget what the one say, something about a golf cart. And you were you're like, uh <laughs> uh, looks like they're going to have to trade Reynolds if that breaks or something, <laughs> something like that. They had no idea what was going on, and you were just loving it up there.
0: Yeah, I, I was having a field day with me on Bob Nutting. But speaking of trade deadline, I only have one more note on Juan Soto. The two, the two fan bases that are on my nerves this week, the Mets, which we already said that, and the Nationals. Nationals fans are crying. They're saying, we have, it the wor- we have it the worst out of every MLB team. We traded Harper. We traded Scherzer. Trade Turner's gone. Now we got Juan Soto gone. It's like, buddy, you just won a World Series, what, like three years ago? And you're crying?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I haven't it's, seen a World I haven't sniffed a World Series.
2: Yeah, the Nationals are like the old woman that has, like, a whole ham under her arm and she's complaining that she doesn't have any bread. Like, you realize you just won a World Series. You had to tear it down. You know, you made some moves that stunk. It's not like they just tried to shed payroll. They traded for Josh Bell. They did make moves to try and win it that just didn't pan out. The Patrick Corbin contract, absolutely horrible. That's what's going to happen when you set your franchise back and you have to reload. But, yeah, you just won a World Series. Shut up.
0: Yeah. Roberts, what do you think?
1: Memes. They're memes.
0: Are they morons or what? They're idiots. (laughs) All right. So that's the trade deadline. And then moving on, they had a three-game series in Milwaukee? It was, no, it was in Pittsburgh. No, in the return of Kutch. Yes, Um They ended up sweeping the Brewers from, honestly, the grace of God. The bats really weren't out, I'll be honest.
1: Hitting I just, was don't, think, I just don't think the Brewers were all there after the Josh Hader trade. Oh, yeah. They They were
0: rattled.
2: absolutely.
0: Yelich, dude, they, they interviewed Yelich in the locker room. It looked like he saw a ghost or something looks like he ate some bad sushi or something and he was <laughs> looked like he was honestly on 28 i'll be honest he probably took a trip down 28 but he didn't look himself which he hasn't been playing this well well this year anyway but
1: no, yeah. somebody uh, did somebody do playing a bit well as uh o'neil cruz yeah O'Neal cruz yeah
0: his average is coming down but he's smacking the ball i mean did his average go down? I thought he's. Yeah, bad. it's
2: it's climbing a little. Climbing bit. up. It's pretty low right off the bat, but.
0: Yeah, he had the hardest hit ever by a pirate too. I think it said 100, yeah. 118 miles per hour off his bat. Second highest by a rookie ever. I think the yep. only
2: being. You know what the highest uh, was for a Pirates player before Daniel Cruz? Yeah, uh, Rod Barajas. No, they clocked uh, Randall Simon hitting that sausage in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> But he was seeing
0: red, swung for the fences on jalapeno and his arrival. Oh jeez, Roberts, all right, go off on O'Neill Cruz a little bit. I know you want to talk about O'Neill Cruz.
1: O'Neill Cruz, he's starting to gain a lot of rib, uh, rib eyes. His uh, average, like you guys said, he's starting to see the breaking ball a little bit better from the beginning of the season, and uh, he looks like you're your uh, cornerstone with Cruz over there. The left side's locked in over there for a while.
0: I mean. During the Brewer series, I was watching. He hit the bar at center field. He almost hit the kids in the jungle gym too. It Bounced off.
1: it have been disappointing. At least they have that net. Probably paid a million dollars for that net.
0: Little little Timmy almost took a shot at the top of the Pirates' uh, little jungle gym. So.
2: Yeah, that's why. That's why they had to they trade. Fortnite from Presby. <laughs> they had to trade Quintana to get that jungle gym out there. It's like semi-pro. They had to trade yeah. him for a washing machine. <laughs> and then a
0: jungle gym. And um, I have I don't have other notes on the Brewers series. I mean, the bats really weren't out, but the only games they looked like they were in trouble were – they had two solid outings again, Brew Baker and Keller once again. Yeah. I mean, they're pitching real well. But the thing That's is, they I- just don't have run support in those games. There's, the run support isn't there. But what are you going to do?
2: Yeah, Kyle Mitchell's been playing well lately. Uh, Bly Madrid's yes. playing at first. Josh Van Meter seeing the bench. You know, a little, even he can't even be on the bench. He should be, you know. should be on the yeah,
1: he should be on a plane out of here.
2: <laughs> he should be on back to Arizona. He should be on a one
0: way train ticket to the Shanghai Sharks. That's the only place he should be going.
1: Yeah, he sucks.
0: <laughs> but I see you do have a note on Ro- Roberts. I see you have one note on here about uh you're always down on this guy, but you said Mitch Keller finally pitching like how he should. Are you are you I impressed saw, by him?
1: I saw stats since the uh, since the All Star break. Has a two point six two ERA, so you just you just can't get any run support. Yeah,
0: I remember not too long ago too, you said this like beginning of the season award. You said uh, early look for Cy Young is that is that maybe next year? You taking that bet?
1: Uh, someone in my camp said that one. I'm not going <laughs> to mention any names, but uh, they, they, they called him yeah. early, Mitch Keller.
2: That's a tough look. I'll be honest, Mitch Keller for Cy Young.
0: Yeah, you, yeah I don't honestly, I were they, they any... thinking on that one. Any money you're putting towards Mitch Keller for the Cy Young, you might as well just shove it in a urinal and flush it as hard as you can. So you're going to get more entertainment doing that than watching a Mitch Keller outing for Cy Young. Yeah. But other than that, they swept the Brewers and then they lost the series in Camden Yards. I think they took one game out of three against the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, I
2: don't have
0: too many notes about that, but I mean, what do you, do you guys have anything on the Orioles series?
2: Yeah, Orioles are a pretty decent team this year. I think within a couple of years, it's going to be one of the best teams in baseball. A lot of their prospects are knocking on the door. They've got a solid core. I think Baltimore, within the next couple of years, is going to be really good.
1: They just so. need uh, back-end help on the uh, bullpen. They already have Lopez, but they could use another middle relief yeah, and set-up guy. Yep
2: machine exactly. in the off season you can, you can really fortify your bullpen in the off season so yeah. i think they're going to yeah i like Everybody's i said his bullpen help yeah
0: man yeah and we saw our first look at who would we trade for Vogel Holden, Holden? Alan Holden yeah we saw our first looks at him i think the yeah. brewer series he looked he looked pretty good
2: yeah he looked decent yeah i think he'll be a good addition he's going to be a big piece of the bullpen for the next yeah i think yeah. he's here six more years he'll be a good addition he'll, he'll be a good addition
0: so I can see why they didn't want to give him up. Yeah. And then looking at the future, this week the Pirates are away. I think they have a little um, road trip. trip. West Coast trip. So some late games. Looks like they got the Diamondbacks and the Giants. So what do you guys think this week in Pirates baseball?
1: I think they, <laughs> Predictions. they, said they sweep, the, they sweep the, the Diamondbacks.
0: So four-game four, four game win streak. Or did they win their last game? They don't yeah, think they, they
1: won did. yesterday. They won yesterday. Okay. I'm gonna
0: so, say
2: they take one from the Diamondbacks, or they'll split with the Diamondbacks and only take one from the Giants. That's gonna be my prediction. Yeah, they lose to the Giants.
0: Yeah, I think the Giants are too good. But I'm saying they play what seven games this week. I say they're gonna split with Arizona, so two and two they'll come out, come out of Arizona, mm-hmm. and then one and three against the. Giants. So I'm gonna say what, three and four? Three and four this week.
2: Yeah.
0: With some bad outings on the West Coast, I'm gonna say they're gonna get blown out at least once against the Giants too. Oh
2: yeah. Well yeah, just look for when Zach Thompson pitches and put all your money on the other team. Oh, my. Yeah.
0: He just looks like if you're driving down the road at night and you see a deer coming out of the woods and mm-hmm. you hit your brakes and you stop. And the deer looks at you at the last second and you just see the whites of its eyes. That's what Zach Thompson looks like. He just looks like a shell-shocked baby deer just took its first steps out of the womb. Cause like that guy can't throw a baseball. I'm like here right hand up. I know like professional athletes are there for a reason, but that guy should be throwing baseballs at milk bottles stacked up at Chuck E. Cheese. He can't throw, he can't do anything. He they just they they can find something better than him. Bring up Quinn Priester yeah. or something. Send him
2: like, even like Bryce Wilson has like a decent outing every now and then. Like Zach Thompson does not have a decent outing yesterday. No. Yeah. Look, I think the last
0: two outings I watched uh, Thompson gave up like seven runs in both of them. So yeah,
2: like he just gets absolutely shelled, and then it screws up the whole week because the bullpen has to come in after two innings and try and clean up his mess, and then it just it's just a roller coaster oh. effect from there of. Zach Thompson being inept. That's all. Yeah. That's he should all. just
0: be throwing BP balls. Those are the only things he should be throwing.
2: Sign him for the home run derby. Just have him actually pitch like yeah. he normally does. That would probably be the best bet.
0: But that's all I really have on the Pirates. I got one more note. Uh, Kevin Newman is out. Uh, this is some big news. Anytime a guy named Rowdy Tellis steps on your hand, uh, that's not a good sign.
2: I oh mean, yeah, he, Rowdy's not a small dude either. He he's a big boy. He's like the block cool. of Milwaukee. You don't want that stepping on your hand.
0: Yeah, Rowdy he's pretty big boned. It doesn't look like he misses too many meals. So I'd like to see the X-ray on his hand. It probably looks like a broken Lego Lego building. <laughs> so it probably looks like a chip when you step on it on the ground. It just crumbles everywhere. Robert, what are your thoughts on Rowdy Teles? Big hoss. Big hoss. What do you think his favorite meal is? If you had to order one.
1: Hmm. He probably goes hard at the uh, Ponderosa, probably. Does
0: he get yeah. a dog he probably gets a doggy bag at the end too?
2: No. Rowdy Rowdy's a meat and potato he's a meat and taters kind of guy. That's that's a definition So of, you're
1: saying the Golden Corral?
2: Yeah, he could he could frequent a Golden Corral. You'll have to check if there's any in Milwaukee and how close they are to the stadium. But I I could
0: tell I could definitely yeah. tell you what he does though. He's the kind of guy that goes to Olive Garden, gets a never-ending pasta, and once he's full, he finishes the plate. Even if he can't fit anymore, he just grits it out, and then he gets that extra thing of pasta and takes it all out uh,
2: Yeah, 100%. percent you gotta got to respect it, though. Yeah. It's down. True.
0: That's that's all I got on the Pirates, though. So, you guys want to move on to college football? Or do you guys have anything else on the Pirates? Let's do it. No. So, I think it'll be a bad week for Pirates baseball, even though I said that last week and they end up getting mm-hmm. all right. So who are we starting with? Penn State or Pitt?
2: Penn State. Yeah, I only got a little bit on Penn State. So we start
0: on Penn State. What do you got, Andrew? Training camp started last week. What do we
2: have? Well, the first big thing is uh preseason pulls, Penn State unranked. I think that's a mistake. I don't think they're an unranked team. I and listen, I'm a Penn State guy. I think you know they should be around. I don't know if Roberts agrees, 23, 24, 25. I think that's where they start the year out at. You know, their defense is gonna be legit. I think Manny Diaz. They said that a lot of the younger linebackers are looking good. Curtis Jacobs is going to be one of the veterans on that squad. On the defensive line, P.J. uh, Chop Robinson transferred in from Maryland. Uh, Adiza Isaac, who was out all last year with injury at defensive end, he's back. So the defense is going to be, I think, good. It's going to come down to the offensive line, which it won't matter who starts. A lot of the freshmen are getting the hype. Catron uh, Allen, Nick Singleton, with Singleton being the favorite. But uh Franklin said they're gonna have to earn it. so it all depends on the offensive line. I think they have the weapons at tight end and receiver, but you know, it depends on the offensive line, but it's all going to hinge on Sean Clifford. I don't know if he can pull a Kenny Pickett like Pickett did last year. I just don't see that from Sean Clifford. and like I said, I see them dropping in at least four games this year.
0: I completely agree. Uh, I say I think it all runs through the O line honestly. I know they lost three guys. I think the biggest one was who? Do you think Mike Miranda losing him is the biggest loss out of the three?
2: Maybe they lost a decent amount. I mean, I wouldn't say any of them were like superstars. But when you lose a lot off a line, Mm -hmm. it's all about chemistry. So that's what I think is going to hurt. And if you can't get the running game going in the Big Ten, you don't have a shot. So that's that's the big thing that has killed them the past couple of years. And I think if they do that again this year, it's not going to be a pretty year.
0: They, I mean, they did lose their whole line pretty much. But, I mean, I think it's they have a bright future. From what I'm seeing, they lost guys, but they got a lot bigger. These young guys are a lot bigger than the guys we had previously. So, that's some hope for the future. And like you said, the running game's been lacking. Last year is horrible. You can't get a pass game going if you don't have a run game going.
2: Yeah. I mean, you have uh, Juice Scrubs coming back. Uh, They had a transfer, Hunter Norzad, from – he was from an Ivy League school, maybe Harvard, big guy. Um, they have, like, the pieces are there, but they always hype them. Like, I think one of the big things was they always hype them up way too much, and then the expectations just never hit. So, like, this year I think Franklin's playing a little more conservative, where it's like, all right, we're not going to talk about them. I mean, they have a couple. Uh, Lang- Landon Tangwall, I think is going to be good. 6'6, six, six, 330 pounds i believe he was a red shirt freshman last year one of the top recruits he could be playing a lot this year and then they just have a lot of these guys drew shelton there's a lot of names where it'll be a lot of position battles but i think whoever does win the job i think they're gonna you know obviously be the best for best for that offensive line so there's going to be a lot of competition and i think that's going to breed a lot of success for the young group
0: another thing these are some notes i have I'm talking about Manny Diaz, new defensive coordinator. I'm all in on him. He's a great speaker. I've listened to a few interviews of him. I think if things don't work out with Franklin, do you he think he's the next man up? I, I honestly think he's he'd be I a do. great head coach. He's preaching a lot about uh, depth too. So
2: I mean, I Franklin's locked into Penn State. They just gave him that uh, extension yeah, last year, but so I don't think they'll move on from him. But I think this could be one where. If Diaz has a good couple years up in state college, especially if he can do a good job with the linebackers this year, which will be a tough—you know—it's gonna to be a tough task. A lot of young guys. You lost a ton from the linebacking core. If he can do a great job with that and have a solid couple years, I think he'll leave and he'll go back to the head coaching ranks eventually. I think that's yeah. that's what's gonna happen.
0: Or is that before Minnesota or Miami?
2: Miami. Miami. Okay. I know it's M I something, but I mean, I don't have much
0: on that. I know. Diaz is saying a lot about how there's a lot more depth on defense and how I know last year there's such a drop off whenever a guy would go down on both sides of the ball. You saw it with Sean Clifford and uh, PJ Mustafer. So that literally killed the whole game against Iowa was that drop in depth. So I mean it's good to hear that. So maybe that could be a bad sign or a good sign that they got a lot yeah. worse and the guys behind them are just average or
2: I think it's a mixed sign because they're going to have a lot of guys that can play but they're not going to be the quality of starters that they had last year like the potentials there for some of them but they'll have a lot more guys where like if a guy gets injured you know got you know the backup can come in there won't be too much of a drop off but i don't think the star quality is going to be there if that's what if that makes yeah. sense
0: i think it'll be a it'll be a mid-year i have them i have high hopes like i said but i think my preseason prediction right now is ten and three, I think. Three games lost. They're gonna lose in Auburn, they're gonna lose against Michigan, then they're gonna lose against Ohio State. And then maybe the bowl game. So
2: I think the Purdue game week one's a trap game. That's I'm not I'm not too keen on that one right off the bat. Thursday night game against Purdue. A lot of inexperienced guys gonna be playing big roles. I think that's mm-hmm. that's a classic trap game.
0: I mean, yeah. it'll be tough, but that's all I have on Penn State. Uh, I'm sure we'll get more in a week or so. I think yeah. their training camp's wrapping up. So, or it's probably going go, to what, another into. two weeks. Yeah. So we'll see some more position battles and stuff. Moving on, our second local college football team. Roberts, taking away. The Pittsburgh Panthers, baby.
1: We still got uh, Narduzzi still uh, complaining about the NIL. i over Got to stop. It's. It's gonna happen in college football nowadays. You you lose a guy, you, you got to move on. You got to be able to recruit. You got to be able to see what you have. Roll with the punch. Uh, yeah. Camp started uh, last week for the Panthers. There's, uh, they're looking good. they people say they uh they're gonna surprise a lot of people, which I I don't I don't deny that. Uh, they came out today uh, right before we recorded. Number sixteen in the coaches pool, USA pool, which I had them beginning of the year at number thirteen. So right where I expected. Uh do I and going back on your guys' point, uh I, I'm not a big Penn Stater, but I had them at uh twenty three going into the year. I made a made a top twenty five with my uh with the old man at home, so um, I was a little surprised when I saw that this morning that they uh, weren't on the weren't on the top 25. But I think they make the AP because of the name they carry. I think they'll sneak in at 24, 25. Hmm. But, uh, uh, some other notes uh, from last week: we picked up on uh, seven players make the preseason award list. Notably, Servozier, uh, Dennis, and Kalajicansie getting a ton of hype on the defensive side because just two absolute studs. <laughs> uh, and then the quarterback battle. People have Keaton Slovis penned in, but I. You look at me. You ask me freshman year if Nick Paddy has any chance of starting. You're you're an idiot. But uh, people say he's 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 making strides in camp. And but for me, I think it's Keaton Slovis all the way.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think you bring Slovis in and and then have yeah. Nick. Had he start over him. I, I don't
1: see that. And then, uh, Katana Mumfield, transfer out of Akron, All-American last year as a freshman. He's uh, out of camp nowadays. They say he's emerging as the number one wide receiver, and Keaton Salas is number one option. So we'll see if he can fill the void of number three. I don't. I, I won't even say his name anymore because us fans are disappointed at him.
0: Did you blacklist that word from your vocabulary, or, uh, or did yep. you just cancel that name altogether?
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's moved on, greener pastures. I don't know. Well,
0: maybe not. I don't know. He's not. I don't think he's too happy there.
1: You said he. You said he regrets the decision. So yeah. we'll see.
0: That's what I heard too. I heard uh, they didn't give him as much money as they said he was. He was gonna oh, get right.
1: Shocker.
0: And then yeah. I think. They didn't give him a house or a Lamborghini. I don't know. I don't think they did. They go through with that deal. I don't know.
1: No, they right. said they said it yeah. was in the three million dollar range, and I think they said that, Well, not to mention the LA taxes. So we won't even go into that side. But uh, last thing I have is the uh, season breakdown here for you guys. I think I'm gonna take a page out of Ryan's book and say ten and three or eleven and two. You're
0: saying a few weeks ago, like ten and one, or, or like something like that. You said one loss. You said one said loss. You said think, one loss. College football playoff, run it
1: back. <laughs> I think they. I think they dropped the one in Miami. It's going to be tough.
2: No more yeah, turnover. It's going to be a tough road game. There's no more turnover chain. Does that change your outlook?
1: No, because they're all crept on there. They're a whole Miami hasn't been good in years. They yeah. won last year. They won last year because the ref was blocking the end zone uh, goal line when Phil Campbell tackled him in the end zone for a safety. So, Did
0: you say it's their 12th man, the refs, Pitt versus refs, or what?
1: I guess, but uh, that's it. And then, uh, one one betting line here I have for you guys is uh, opening weekend. I have Pitt minus six and a half. If you could take an alternate spread, and I have Purdue plus three and a half, but I think Penn State wins by a field goal.
0: I'm taking Pitt week one against – they play West Virginia, right? Yeah. I'd right. take at least 12 points. To move that money line, you know? I'd say move the line.
1: i take it where it's at. I'll, I mean, I'd two put touchdowns? it together.
0: I'm, two touch. All right. Most points, what are you saying they win by? What would be the most confidence that you take, like, in points?
1: 13 and a half.
0: So two touchdowns?
1: Yeah. If you can get it under two touchdowns. Also, that game sold
0: win. out. Do you think we can still get tickets or what?
1: Standing room only.
0: Standing room SRO. Find a seat somewhere. How much do you think the standing room tickets are?
1: 40, 50 bucks.
0: Probably say a couple hundred.
1: No. Nah.
0: Yeah.
1: People, oh, are people are hyping it up. People are Yeah, people are hyping it up to say that they will have the most attendance more than the Penn State Pit game, but I don't see it.
0: No, uh, Penn State Pit, that's like. State in state rivalry, like yeah. West Virginia pit. I don't think it's as,
2: mm, the as back are all getting revived, though. I think it could, I think it but could, but
0: you have people like us that are probably going to go too that aren't, you know, just like college football fans that would just yeah, want to I see the I game.
2: Want to see West Virginia lose, though, too.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, I love seeing West Virginians get put in their place. And I Some think,
1: uh, there. I think one big uh note that I have here also is uh, the kid from uh, the kid that just committed to from high school, what's his name? Uh, Rodney Gallagher. I think he I think he wakes up and realizes he made a horrible decision going down there. Is he
2: gonna personally send you an apology too or what? He better. <laughs> I think he's he's committed to West Virginia.
1: Yeah, it's closer to him. But yeah. Uh,
2: Can't blame him. Can't blame me. Yeah, no. he has the chance, he has the chance to be like the guy too down there too. Like, you know, he's already making you know, they say he's one of the most valuable NIL people to begin with. You know, he's on a list
1: of Arch Manning. So and he's and he's playing with pretty, Brownie uh, yeah. Jr. In, yeah. in the summer. So yeah.
0: do you think he could end up being a two-sport athlete? They're gonna try to get him to play some no. basketball too.
2: No, he already. I mean, he's already said he's not. So
0: huggy, huggy in his ear a little bit.
2: I mean, no, no I, I just no way. I don't think so.
0: Okay. No. I mean, that might be my dark horse if I could bet on it. Two-sport athlete. I don't know. Probably can't bet on that. But anything else on Pitt? Nope. I don't got anything bright till next week when the season starts what when's the first game
1: september 1st
0: september 1st is it circled on your calendar in red or
1: yeah and you guys can uh, drop it in the comments the over under and how many alcoholic beverages i have uh also <laughs> here you can play it running yeah
0: t- well oh i almost said heinz field the acryshire
2: for stadium thank and you they're
0: probably like 10 bucks per thing or right a 10 buck beverage yeah but
2: Oh, we're right. at we're at we're at an hour right now.
0: About fifty minutes. Yeah. Jump over to the pens. I got yep. not too much air.
2: Yeah, not much going on there. Well, I
0: have. It's quiet. Uh, season tickets went on sale last week. You get cheap. They're kind of cheap too. You get forty dollars a pop. That's not bad. Forty games sell it. Uh, that's that. I think that's a pretty good deal. But anything. They only have two notes for them. They just hired some developments and scouting coaches, which I didn't know Trevor Daly was like the head of all that either. That, mm-hmm. I never knew that. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, just big happy birthday to Sid the Kid, the captain. Turned 35 this week. Brought the city three Stanley Cups. Hopefully four this year, I'm calling it.
2: Technically uh, owns the city of Philadelphia, too. So another big accomplishment for him throughout his career. Mm-hmm. And then that's all I really got on the pens. you guys have any notes on the pens? Nope.
0: Yeah, nothing Maybe. going on there. Um, just some other light notes some cool things going on around the sporting world uh Thursday night we've got the field of dreams game that's pretty cool to tune in you'll have uh yeah. is Cubs Reds Cubs Reds divisional matchup so yeah. that's something cool to watch and tune in and then big news coming out of the Browns camp Kareem hunt wants a trade they're not giving it to him so nothing on that Watson appealing a suspension pro or yeah you might get suspended longer than they think uh, that's all I really got on that two things so
1: and nothing, I mean, we could have this as the next segment, but they have the uh, massage convention in Cleveland this week. Yeah. And ten block away from the stadium. Intentionally done to protest to
2: Sean Watson, so.
0: so. they're putting the fox in the hen house there.
2: Yeah, yeah, you don't want him anywhere near. And it's right by the field, too, so. It's maybe, a block away. Yeah, that's a weekend he might want to take off, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. All right.
0: Run it back, last segment, second week in a row. Congratulations to last week's winner, Idiot of the week, Rio. Uh, I have one nominee this week. I don't know about you guys. I think we all have the same nominee. I think it's a lock-in this year for the Idiot of the week. I'm sure everyone in Pittsburgh saw this video, but our Idiot of the week is a shoe-in, Bob Nutting. So who wants to talk about it?
1: Go ahead, Ryan. It's all you, buddy. All
0: right, so Bob Nutting thought he was cozying all in for a nice photo up with a fan fan opens his shirt up shirt says sell the team on it bob nutting looks like he's shell-shocked looks like he just ate a warhead (laughs) his lips are all puckered up and he also just looked like a crypt keeper at a spirit of halloween he looked like a decoration so he looked like he got
1: flashbanged.
0: but i mean he just looked like an absolute dingus there so thoughts from you guys on it
2: oh it's it's the worst look you could have as an owner i mean not only are you incompetent but you basically get trolled by an eighteen year old where you're you're a professional sports owner. You're taking a picture with it. You see the you you see the text on the shirt, sell the team, and you ha- you can't and you can't even do anything. You have to accept it and like smile. He's like, Oh, all right. He's like, Oh, okay. He takes the picture. It looks like he just stuck a fork in a light socket. <sighs> his hair is all messed up, his eyes are huge. Like he's just you could tell it was the most forced smile I've ever seen in my life. And then the kid gets away with it scot-free so he's a hero of Pittsburgh absolutely
0: I think it would have been better if he would have reacted and like do you think he knew he should not like do anything and like yell or like yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I like, think it'd have been so funny he, if he did though
2: because if he saw that if he saw that t-shirt before he definitely wouldn't yeah. have wanted to take a picture of them that was just an all-time troll job and Bob Nutting has literally become a meme in the span of a week so props to that kid.
0: Yep, I mean that's that's all I got in the situation. Robert's thoughts on Bob Nutting and getting memed on.
1: It's all right. as long as uh, Seven Springs always has some great tubes up there when I go up. That's all I care about.
2: Hey, he's he sold it all right, and he can leave off the Seven Springs. Hey,
0: as long as the kids are happy in their new jungle gym, but we can't we can't pay any new players. But at least they have relish for their hot dogs this year, right?
2: Yeah. The probably evicted Manny Sangian. He's gone from center field. You know, no more. No more smoke over center field, which O'Neill Cruz's home run may have knocked out Manny if he was still working there. But, you know, the budget cuts hit you hard. you got to start getting rid of the legends one by one. So, Manny was first on the chopping block. They probably kept him over. uh, They probably kept Yoshi and Josh Van Meter over Manny Sanguian in his barbecue, which was phenomenal, by the way.
0: Give it a year or two. Pizza Penny won't even have a... er jalapeno Hannah won't even have a purse anymore because Bob Dudley's going to take all the money out
2: of it. <laughs> He'll be shaking, we'll- be shaking her down for some uh, for some nickels and pennies.
1: Yep. And so.
0: That's all I got An Idiot of the Week. Do you guys have any other thoughts on anything going on in Pittsburgh? Uh, anything going on this week? No.
2: No. no. Did, we, did we want to do the uh, random Pittsburgh Athlete of the Week?
0: I or- have one in my head. I mean, I don't know much about him, but... Do you guys have a random Pittsburgh athlete you guys want to add in before we close up?
2: Oh, I got one if we're going to. I got
0: one. So, I remember this is when the Pirates are horrible. So, I mean, you could put that in any area of my life. So, anything the past 25 years. But one thing that always caught my eye, outfielder with the yellow shoelaces, my boy Lasting's Millage. That's my random Pittsburgh athlete of the week. What about you guys?
2: I mean, in honor of training camp, I was torn between two. So I'm throwing it back to Steelers' third-string quarterback out of Boston College in the mid-2000s. Does anybody have any idea who that is? Is it Omar Jacobs? No, I, that was who I was going to pick from uh, Bowling Green. He was like Bowling a second-round pick. Brian St. Pierre, random Saint-Pierre. random Steeler of the Week. I'm going Brian St. Pierre. Uh, Roberts, you got any random
0: athletes? Think of a Pitt one off the top of your head. Pitt, Penn State, any random athlete? Pirates? Come on, you no. got one on your head. Off the top of your head, who's
1: your go-to? go-to? You want to go local? You want to go Leechburg legend?
0: No. You got to just go one uh, Pittsburgh athlete right off the top of your head. Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, mm. Pitt. Yeah. Pitt basketball even.
2: Putting you on the spot here. so Yeah.
1: Yeah. I might go Lima Swede. Lima
0: Swede. Wasn't he, like, a good kick returner or something? He was good you at know, that. He also, and like he he he
1: also dropped – yeah.
2: Or no, that's
0: Drew Archer. Drew Archer.
2: Drie Archer was, Archer the... was like – yeah, he was the kick returner. But Lima Swede was, what,
1: a second-round pick, third-round pick? That's yeah. football. It was just – he, he played a whole game without his contacts in and didn't realize it, so. <laughs> <laughs> he would have
2: been an early candidate for Idiot of the Week in the early 2000s, Lima Swede. <laughs> yeah. Roberts, you know
0: what random Pittsburgh athlete I was trying to push you towards? Who? Ronald Ramon. That's the I was trying to get you to say. That, that would have been my one next week. He had the game-winning shot against, what, West Virginia that one year? 2009.
1: 2009.
0: Was that the final Wait, four? Or they- every,
2: yeah. Every every time we end our podcast, I think Roberts needs to throw up the uh, LeVance Fields, throw up the X. Was that was that who threw it up, the X? Yeah, Carl you- Krauser. Carl Krauser. Carl uh, Krauser. I'm confused. you got to throw up Carl Krauser to end it all right so, so
0: that's all i got you guys got anything else we're out about an hour so i mean you try to keep it short i thought we were gonna keep it way shorter but i mean i'm okay with going around an hour 45 minutes every week
1: that the fans want boys
0: hey customer's always right buddy
2: yeah congratulations yeah. to rio once again uh the unanimous idiot of the week from last week so every yeah. vote is for rio start just impressive impressive by rios we gotta keep tabs on that again.
0: I'm not shocked nor surprised, but
2: I mean, anyone who has a car that gets towed from hitting a raccoon—that's that's, <laughs> that's just the luck of the week.
0: Buddy hit Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: I don't know how big that raccoon was. It could have been a it could have been a bear. You know, you never know with Rio, but that's that's a that's just a tough luck to end the day on. All right. Well,
0: that's all I got. Great to have the kid back. Got the nice visor on. Throwing up the X. <laughs> Throwing up
2: the X, the Carl Krauser.
0: Alright, speaking for both Roberts and Andrew, thank you for tuning thank in. You. Episode 4 next week we'll have more on Pittsburgh sports, specifically the training camp and our preseason games. Thank you for listening. Youngsters Podcast. See you later.